This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Guys, welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. I'm Jeff Fader, and before we get into it, with the post-game wrap-up of the Maker Camp with the Modern Forge, got to do a little bit of business. Axe Wax, guys. Get some Axe Wax. Go to axewax.us, put in promo code FULLBLAST10 for 10% off all your Axe Wax. Axe Wax is awesome. It's great for wood, steel, for your knives, for your hammers, for your handles, for your hammers and axes, whatever you got, get yourself some Axe Wax, all-natural, food-safe Axe Wax. And they just sent me a hoodie, and it is super-duper nice, and I'm super excited about it. And go get yourself one, too. What is going on? Somebody playing cards in the background? What's going on here? Go to axewax.us, put in promo code FULLBLAST10, and you'll get 10% off. The next thing is... Your website's not making it, guys. Your website's not making it. I think you should fix it by going to akinteractive.com slash full blast. And Andreas Kalani will either make you a new website or he'll fix your existing one. It's He's a maker making great websites. He does a graphic design background. He also can do logos. He can do any kind of, you know, uh, if you have a, if you need a tabletop stuff for a convention, Andreas Kalani's your man, akinteractive.com slash full blast and you will get 10% off your order which is great because why not as a listener of this podcast and if you ever have any questions about hey Jeff where are all these promo codes and stuff if you look at the bottom of the show notes where you listen to this podcast all the information is there there are hyperlinks and information and you can get it all there so guys that's that. Listen, we're back. We're back. We're back from Maker Camp. We had a wonderful time in Maker Camp. I'm here with the great Modern Forge. That is John Ariani, a.k.a. Sunset Forge NJ. The Savages are here. Both Jesse and Carrie Savage are here. And the great Cliff Dufton is back from whatever he was doing last week. He is back, and we're all here, and we're going to recap the weekend at Maker Camp. Guys... And Gal, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Finally got some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally My slept in the bed. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, you just slept. You slept in the truck the whole weekend. What was up with that? Well, yeah, what was up with that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of reasons. One of the main reason being it was just too much fun. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't stop. It was a beautiful, com- well, beautiful accommodations. Maybe a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little What's tight. The, yeah, yeah well, a couple empty uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of couples. A lot of, a lot of uh, yeah. snoring and you know other noises. I anticipated <laughs> throughout the night. How do you, how do you know you weren't there? I, one, yeah. one can assume. <laughs> with this with this crew that it was a uh, it was a noisy evening. <laughs> well, you said you didn't come back the that was the second night, I guess. The first, because the, you thought I was fight, the, fighting with my girlfriend, yeah, <laughs> which su- I was Sunday night when everybody had had already cleared out. I was like, I don't know, to, what, what like like 20 feet behind you and it was like 4 in the morning. And uh like you you went in and like down that hill, I could just hear like yelling, like, "Where were you? 
it's four in the morning. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like, it's just I hear noise. And then all of a sudden I went back to a a different place where I was like, I'm not walking into that. No way. I could see because then the lights went on and I could see her kind of like, it, I mean, now this is also four in the morning. My, this is my memory of it. Like her, like the bouncing across the windows, like at the lit windows in the like at night. And I hear the screaming. I'm like, nope. And I turned right back around and was like, I'm sleeping in the car again. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh not walking in on that. What What actually happened was I, you know, it was probably like 1230 or 1. And I was like, yeah, I'll be back in 20 minutes. And then we got caught up having a great time. And it turned into 4 in the morning. And the timing worked out perfectly where I guess we were walking back and John was right behind me. And Katie had just woken up and realized I wasn't back yet. And it was kind of like... You know, four in the morning, kind of groggy, yeah, panicking, and like, yeah. she's like, "What happened? Did something happen?" And I was just like, "No, no, no, it's all fine." And I'm like, "I just didn't come back when I said I was." And I guess John heard like that, and it wasn't fighting; it was just her kind of worried, I guess. I, w- I didn't. So, I didn't want to go in and, and find and then, out. And then, and then, she, well, then she felt bad too because she was like, "Oh, that's why I didn't sleep in the bed." Oh man! And at that point, it was just it would have been just the three of us in that like. I would say decent sized log cabin for the rooms that are there. We got I think we had a good good spot. So let's just start from the beginning. We start from the beginning. Cliff, you got up there Friday. Yeah, I got up there Friday probably around uh, I want to say 5. What four. was the vibe like on, and then and then Jesse and Carrie, you got up there about the same time, right? Yeah, we were what an hour later, half hour later? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you arrived at Maker Camp. It's in uh, East Durham, New York. The Irish Alps, as they call it, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> I but did not know that either. They the said Irish there's Alps. a big sign that says, Welcome to the Irish Alps. I'm Is like, that what geez. that like uh, Ireland gift shop's about? Oh, yeah, dude, Irish Alps. <laughs> I think it's a, that's a great name for a place. It's just like <laughs> the Irish Alps. So the Irish Alps, we're all the, uh, you show up to the Irish Alps where there are a lot of people already squared away. Set the, set the picture for the, uh, for the listener of what Maker Camp was like. Oh, me? Whatever. You guys were there first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, we got there, we checked in, we, uh, you know, we went, went to our room and put our stuff down and went straight down and immediately started hitting, like, you know, seeing old friends and it was just, you know, so I think late- I, I think I walked down the hill and immediately walked into Chris Zepp and Andrew Alexander, another like group of people, talked to them for a while and then went over to like check out our area and, you know, they had, yeah. had our area still empty and then I just we were just kind of like walking around. I was introducing my girlfriend Katie to Why people. Why was it still empty? Just, just waiting for Jesse to come. We're, we're waiting for Jesse to come, you know, with his stuff and get his stuff set up, and then waiting for you to come with everything. Get everything else set up. Mostly. Everything. So the, basically, the way they had a they had a big field, and the field was adjoined to like a uh, a giant covered space pavilion. that you could have that had picnic tables a, a pavilion, pavilion where they yeah. also connected to a bar connected to a little kitchen and then they made all these big tents around it and in the middle of the area was where this construction of this giant dinosaur made out of wood that was being built up until the crescendo which would be sunday night where they lit the whole thing on fire so the tents were spread out very wide and i think it was most likely because of that you know Giant. I think it's exactly what it, why they were spread out so far. The tents apparently had to be a certain distance from 
well, anything had to be a certain distance from where that Burning Man style fire was going to be in the middle. Right. It was a big. T- it was a, they were they were big tents, and so the first tent was the blacksmith tent, the coal iron blacksmith tent, and there were some blacksmiths in there. And then behind that was, I guess the the Broadbeck tent. Was, Broadbeck was Broadbeck tent. The Broadbeck uh, facility with Broadbeck Ironworks. Uh, and uh, the Dre Stroyer, Andrea De Leon, and I don't know who else was back. It was like there. a kid with a robot or something. He had like, or like a, of course, like a, yeah, there was like that. It was like a remote control yeah, car, but the, it had like a maybe it was like a, a one of the fighting cars. What do they call them? The like monster machine. There's something bot like warrior bots. Yeah. No, I don't, I can't think of the name of them. But those, yeah, they're like fighting remote control robotic cars, transformers, and uh, in between. The blacksmith's tent and the Broadback tent was where Ilya and Matt were doing a smelt. It's called a smelt. A smelt, yeah. Smelt, a bloom they built this giant. Uh... I thought all the smelt was in the cabin. It's like a, like a furnace. It looks like, it looks like a chimney. <laughs> That's right. We have to talk about other smelts. Uh, there was some other smelts that I, I'd smelt. And then, <laughs> then there was uh, the wood carving tent. Then there, um, next to that, and then there was a there was a there was a uh, chainsaw art guy who had music going on. He had like classic rock going on the whole time. And then very loud. There was the epoxy tent also where total 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 was, yeah. Keith Keith our uh, our ex wife our ex wife <laughs> Keith was down oh, there. He was, he was sneaking back every chance he got. He was, so, yeah. Keith came down with us, but he uh, wound up getting tied up at the total boat tank quite a bit. Well, so. we were breaking his chops the whole time. So Keith, Keith, uh, Keith Mitchell was kind of part of our. We had a rule that if you had worn a Modern Forge shirt, T-shirt once, that means you're a member of Modern <laughs> the Modern Forge. So he got to wear one of the T-shirts, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, this year he's got these like stem to stern total boat hats and total boat jackets. <laughs> yeah. oh, he was, was he was like, like a race car driver with all his total boat shit. <laughs> oh man, he was total boated yeah. out. I think we he might need to we might need to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because the president of Total Boat came over and forged with us. Oh yeah, yeah. So they, they cool. were—they're good people. I, you know, I didn't get the chance to talk to uh, them, but they did send me this real nice little package of stuff, and they got to see the uh, progression board that I kind of uh, flooded with their thick set that turned out great. They were very happy with how it turned out. Um, and then who else was there? There was some I mean, was antiques the, people. The Lincoln. Uh... Lincoln Electric, I think, what is he, 42 Fab, something like that, was running the um, the welding tent. Lincoln Electric sponsored the welding tent there. I was so impressed with that. Weren't you? Like, they had booths so people wouldn't get their eyes flashed. Yeah, I mean, that was a big improvement extraction from uh, fans. Two, years, two years ago. It was like, there was like a, a, a one curtain, you know, separating us from them. Because he was with us uh, in our tent, whatever, the first year. But now he, you know, they had the stations down there and people kept coming up with all, you know, I didn't even know where they were getting it from until I realized, oh yeah, because they were like direct opposite the field. I was like, oh yeah, there's that there. And, uh, you know, weird, like the the fabricated, all these little projects he had, uh, you know, cut out that they could kind of be tacking together. Um, it was very smart. 
because they so they got all these like yeah like you were saying they had all this stuff uh, laser cut out so you could weld it together like flowers and jigsaw puzzle and, right. and, kinda, like and all the... sorts of jigsaw puzzle parts <clears throat> and it was it was the Lincoln Electric booth was very impressive for being in a field it was like super cool and then who else was there uh, Roy Scott was there yeah he was he down was on the... so nice. He... Yeah, that motherfucker head. He was not a psychopath. <laughs> Everyone calls him a psychopath. He couldn't have been sweeter and nicer. He, yeah, he he was Am nice. I I, no, I talked to him. We you know we we talked. We we got something going with him, which will be uh, exciting in the next I don't know month or so. That's a radio team. You'll have us back. Oh yeah, let's 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 pretend what, like we don't know what it, I, what I don't know it? about this, but I mean, what does he make? He he makes handles for hanging axes. I mean, what else is he going to do? Is he going to forge weld you something? I mean, well, come on, man. Because I, I talk so much. <laughs> let's not stop fucking around I talk here. So I mean, much shit that he was what does like, he do? How, I said, how will we do like a Freaky Friday? So he's going to actually forge an axe, and I'm going to resin pour a uh, handle, and uh, I'll hang it for him. That's cool. <laughs> I'll pay to see that. I'll pay to see that. I'm going to draw knife the that, uh, the total boat resin down. That'll be good. That'll be cool. I can't. I can't wait. It's going to look like shit. Yeah, it's going it's to be horrible. <laughs> it's all right. Sponsored. We're sponsored. Hashtag sponsored. Uh, but actually, and, down and then, down past him was the uh, uh, the uh, the the timber frame little uh, pergola cabin oh, yeah, gazebo the timber thing. Frame. Yeah. That I, yeah, that I, I actually didn't crazy. even find that until when I, I was like wandering the property looking for somebody, and I was like, "Oh, this is where it is," and it was yeah. awesome. It was really, really cool to see that it's all just like you know the 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 joints and the dowels holding the whole thing together. And uh, that was Justin Dietrich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I met, Justin I, Dietrich I to him a bit. had a whole he was, crew. He's a good dude. Super nice guy. Yeah, really nice dude. Super nice guy. Yeah. And they built that structure. They built that structure. And they dedicated it to Jimmy's um, guy who passed away, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. And it was there was it was a very very thoughtful, nice. I was I walked past it a couple times, and they were all up on that timber frame uh, construction, and it was it was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, he was really cool. They were saying that he, he you know, he's, he teaches in high school, but one of the things they were doing with, with he's doing with his kids is he's um, like they're literally they're building a house, like with his kids for like people to live in, and like huh. they're, it's like teaching them like how to actually do it and like build things to code and meet these you know obviously certain requirements and deadlines and it's like it's real real world like it's not just like oh it's shop class let's build a you know, a birdhouse or, you know, an ashtray or something, you know, something like something weird. It's like real practical, like meaningful stuff. And that's, it's pretty impressive. Um, which, which makes it seem harder for him to have like wrangled all these makers because they're worse than high school students. Some of them <laughs> see what I'm getting at there. I see. You, you, get, 100%. It? you get it. Get what I'm saying. Crystal clear. Crystal clear. Then there was. I, I, I saw the timber frame on the ground one day when we, we, you know, we were all up at like seven in the morning, and they're like, "No coffee till eight thirty. So we're all like waiting outside. Yeah, what was the, up with the no coffee until? They gotta o'clock. have this like, is like a it was over a message for us. Overbrewed until eight, so they couldn't serve it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I love I mean, the black they, thorn, they but should that, have a that coffee might have been truck. the worst cup of coffee I've had in like a decade. 
I didn't care. It was <laughs> it was, it was, it was uh, needed. I, I, I drank it. many cups of it. I drank many cups of it. I got there on but Saturday morning. But they should have morning. a coffee. So they was, should have a coffee truck. Brutal. Early, super yeah, they need early. To have coffee they truck. need to get like a co- yeah, coffee uh, like a, a roach coach. A roach coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone there with like yeah. artisanal, you know, make me a cappuccino in the middle of the day kind of thing. Yeah. Well, this I, is the Irish Alps, you know. I mean, yeah. Give, I'll this, take an this, Irish coffee. Not, then. <laughs> Irish, <laughs> I'll take. Uh, yeah, I'll take, put a little Bailey's in there. Take an me, Irish coffee. Yeah, Prince Forgeworks talked about bringing coffee the next time and and really making a show of it. So I, I'm crossing my fingers and hopeful that will happen. He's got a unique French press system like that sounds incredible. One of the things that I found to be interesting was that from the first year to the this year. There were so many more people who came as sponsors because there was such a lot of promotion and Jimmy and everybody was doing such a great job. And there people, honestly, honestly, I didn't think that there were that much more people. I mean, there might have been maybe twice as many as the last time, maybe, but like the the, the attitudes that people had and, and, and the 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 good feelings and people just knew each other from Instagram people then meet each other it really was a great vibe and I was just talking to uh, Vince and Ryan from Broadbeck and they had a great time I mean they they did they sold a few units and they made a couple connections and they were super happy about that and they got a chance to both you know I know that uh, Vince was forging knives and they were working on this, the the grinders and stuff like that there was a lot more people who were sponsors which I was very impressed with. So it doesn't surprise me if there would be like a coffee person next year. You know, I can see like building. The problem is, is that it's, 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 it's not easy to get to. Like, it's not like, this isn't like in anywhere near. I mean, uh, Leah Arapach was there. She flew in through, (laughs) I think she, she got to go to JFK, which is like, I mean, you're talking now with four hours, four hours, three hours away, you know? Right. Yeah, it's probably like three. You better to she, fly I, into she couldn't go to she couldn't go to Albany. There were some other people who There were people who were flying in Albany. Albany's closer. It's a tricky. It's a tricky spot because you have to have a car to get there. Yeah. And yeah. you know there isn't a lot of places to see. You're at Maker Camp. That's where you're going, unless you're you know visiting Jimmy's shop. They should have a Maker Camp. But other camp. than that, I mean, there isn't a whole lot of places. Or the Milk Run. You go to the, their place, the, the the truck shop, the Milk Run. They should have a shuttle from That's the, the airport. That's the hardest part. Make a maker shuttle <clears throat> going to and from the Albany airport. There's one. They should also have food trucks. Who? Someone was saying that. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, they need food trucks. That like, would be big. Yeah, but you can't. But then, but then, but then, uh, if they the did venue. food trucks, then Blackthorn can't make any money. Well, they would charge the get food a cut. trucks too to be there. You know. I don't think Blackthorn I mean, makes cool money from the food anyway. Stuff. They're making. You know, it's all it's all booze. Yeah, a food truck's a good idea. I paid twelve dollars for a, a beer, and that was that was first and last beer I paid for. Right. Austin did a great <laughs> job, though. Speaking of that, putting on that event, like that, oh for he, sure, he really did. Austin is one of Austin Handel is one of the nicest young men and calmest. What was interesting was was I was talking to Chris Cash, who I mean you can't beat Chris Cash. Chris Cash is the best. <laughs> he said a couple weeks before they had a biker event. At the Blackthorn with ten thousand people, ten thousand people. It was insane. Yeah, unless you're talking I mean, like a, a 
sports stadium. Imagining ten thousand people in one place, especially like that, is. is uh, I don't know if it's incredible. ten thousand. I mean, somebody said ten thousand. It was in the thousands. No, they said ten thousand. I. That's what I heard too. Must be a hell of a cleanup. Oh God! Because <laughs> you know they're not fitting in the dining hall of the spaghetti. <laughs> Oh, there was. Well, they they clean up the spaghetti after the spaghetti wrestling by just serving it for dinner, right? Did you hear about the spaghetti? There was spaghetti wrestling where these women were wrestling in in a a pit of spaghetti. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't beat that. All right, so more of a bucatini. We figured it out. Then we. Who else we saw? We saw Keith Decent was there. He was rugging it up. Hey, it's Keith Decent. He had his rug gun. Yeah, he made a rug. That was sweet. And then, all right, so first night you guys are partying, you're having a good time, and then John, the next morning I text John at like 5.30 in the morning or something like that because we're both on the way up, and you had a, you started off on a bad note. What happened? Yep, my battery was dead. All loaded up the night before till midnight, got a, little, got a couple winks, and then uh, was ready to get going bright and early, and kick, 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 kick. I'm like, fuck. Here we go. I forgot that for my, I need a new battery ultimately, but they uh, if I leave my trailer, like the lights hooked up, it just drains it while it's, you know, if the car's off. And I'd completely forgotten because it had been months and months since I used the trailer. So then it was a, a frantic, I have two jumpers and, and a, a spare car, you know, here. So it, that that was a little bit of a setback, but got got it got it going and... Made it up there by like eight thirty. Yeah, you made good time. For yeah, you all made that great trouble. time. I was ahead of you just by a little bit. I got there, and then we were able to park by our tent. And then once uh, we settled in, uh, we got coffee, and then you arrived, and then we were able to set up, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I yeah, got there Austin just in time the, for the coffee this... to be aged. Perfect nicely. timing for coffee. Eight thirty. That's when it was available. Great coffee. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, know... thank God they had a forklift there because that was uh, yeah the skid steer. Was... That might have been a new. Yeah. That might have been a new thing because two years ago we were just you know muscling stuff up into the truck, and that was that was rough. Yeah. Unloading was yeah, was, was easy, lot. but getting it up it took like four of us. <laughs> and uh... the first person I bumped into was Bob Menard. There you go. Bob Bernard, the first. Do you know what the first thing he said to me was? It's all your fault. It's all your fault. He just started saying it's all my fault. I don't know what he was talking about. And then while we were setting up, at one point, I heard this. I heard this. Somebody's somebody's rubbing the mic against their their beard. But yeah, that's that's you, whoever that is. Um. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I heard, I heard, uh, I heard this insanely loud burp it was the loudest burp i'd ever heard and it was like unnatural it was like this guttural noise and it was bob and it sound you know what it sounded like you guys see uh police academy yeah you you remember that guy who made the mouth noises oh yeah it sounded yeah, like yeah. something he would make hmm. just this very strange non-mouth noise and it was this Bob let out this incredible burp hmm. well that's the Bob burp story <laughs> <laughs> 
didn't go very far. It didn't go as far as I thought it would go. That's, that's what, what it is. It was it was great that he uh, showed up and brought all the NEB trailer stuff, and we had all, access to all those tools. He it was impressive. He brought tons of coal forges. He brought coal. He brought anvils and hammers and tongs. He really kind of went out. He went all the way. I don't know if they could do a good great. teaching tent without without Bob bringing all that. Like I no, mean, and that can't. and that was that's like the hit. Like we, you know, we're obviously a draw, or because we're so amazing. But you know, we're all like doing <laughs> our thing. But it, when it comes down to it, people want to do it. And like the line over by the teaching tent was so long every every night. You know, I think Brett all through I, the day, all through the day. Yeah, like Brett, Bob, and Steve were like working like dogs. We were just you know goofing around. Yeah. Well, some of us yeah, were. Yeah, they worked hard all week. I was goofing around. There was a lot of excitement over there. They, yeah. They, it was it was a lot. They, of, they, I they was impressed. Their, they were in their keep that, I think. And Steve Steve seems like he's doing better after the after his accident. Yeah, I was, I, mean, I was ragging on him a bit. And he looked sharp. But... He presented well for all he of us all weekend. Sharp. He's, yeah. But just to let you just to let you know it, just so you know, guys, that he's he's not a hundred percent when you call when you say his name. Oh yeah, he doesn't his shoulders turn, by his turn neck. with his he head. He moves like he a muppet. turns by the waist. He moves like yeah, he, he moves like turning. Uncle Sam, the, the big the big muppet, the eagle. Like, oh. <laughs> he t- he turns. <laughs> he would turn from his waist yeah. to address you. <laughs> the whole the whole body turns. Is he he's a, his neck is still s- s- stiff. And I definitely fed him plenty of ibuprofen. So, he's got a ways to go, I think, on that neck. I fed him beers. Oh, yeah. You know what? He fed me beers, too. It's a good so, whiskeys. We, find, you know, whatever. we finally set up. We get everything squared away. And then what were some of the projects we were working on? What were you guys working on? <coughs> Excuse me. We did... What did we do? We did, we did the nine-pound sledgehammer. It was our first one, first, the first day. Saturday morning, right? Yeah, in the morning, yeah. Yep. That was her. I think in the afternoon. By Saturday. hand, no presses or. Yeah, we did all by hand. I mean, it know? wasn't really the morning. We probably started, you know, a little later, like, like 11. 11 or something. We we did that before lunch. Uh, did we finish it? Up? Maybe, maybe we finished it, like, right after lunch. But then uh, the, the Coal Iron Works guys, they had given me... Um, Cedar Lore, he, he gave me like a little piece of, or I think he gave, threw some of it around, some of that, the aluminum bronze. So then like that evening, I started making a little weird, uh, uh, you know, full integral, full metal uh, knife out of it. Because he had that massive, you know, Cal Drago bronze sword thing that uh, he was like wielding around. A lot of people were. Which I was like, I can't believe you're just letting people pick that thing up. But, uh. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just make like a little little stabber kind of thing, and uh, <laughs> I did most most of it on the guillotine, or I did almost all of it on the guillotine and uh, at the anvil. I think while you guys were doing something over on the other side, that's well, I had David Delagardel. I had Delagardel. I had I had some guys mm-hmm. filming me for that. That was interesting. I forgot. Oh yeah, I forgot that they were. I, for, I completely forgot that they were filming. That was uh, yeah. There was one guy curled right up under your ankle yeah. as you were striking. <laughs> he was like in the fetal position <laughs> under the, under the table to get the shot. I'm like, man, you are dedicated. Because by that time it was evening, it was getting a little dewy. The ground was wet. We'd been stomping on it. I'm like you are just, 
You're committed to your craft, sir. That was, well, what was, was that all it about? Was later at night, wasn't it? I maybe it was. I listen. I think it was time. Time once when you when you get to the Blackthorn, time means nothing unless it has to do with when they're brewing true. coffee. <laughs> well, what was what was the filming all about? The, it, it's for a sizzle reel for a uh, a show that may or may not be in production. For you and Cliff, or we, we're uh, what would you call us? No what, idea. We, what no is idea. a sizzle reel? It, it's like uh, they make it like a spec script, right? Right, Jeff. You, you're you're in the biz. You know better. They, uh, <laughs> I don't know about it's a like spec you script. make you make, like they make it. It's like they put all this footage together to to kind of sell a show. So like this isn't anything, right? It's you know it would be obviously involving people who make things because that's why they were there, and um, you know a lot of, a lot of people. So so they brought you in for the the sizzle, the hitting, the fire, the yeah. It's, the well, it's the sizzle. It's like the show. Like here's like here's some of the personalities. Here's some of the things that they do. It's kind of like a pitch for like the show to to be made like right. uh, you know to give the people with money and I guess networks. Uh, you know, producers and networks, an idea of what they'd be buying. Is that right, Jeff? I mean, that sounds pretty good Hollywood, to me. Yeah, Hollywood it's favorite. usually like a couple. <laughs> it's just like like a couple minutes to kind of give a very broad idea of the person that they're trying to do. So, like, you do a sizzle reel for like a show you're trying to pitch. So, a sizzle reel is like two or three minutes, and it's from what I understand. I mean, it looked like they were trying to get you and Cliff, which is. I mean, two perfect people to having a, having some sort of show together. I can't imagine I anybody I, better yeah. than two of you we, we, guys. We would not be anywhere near, like, the stars of it. I think we were going to be this, like, you know. Ancillary characters? Yeah, these, like, yeah, these, like funny side people that they might, you know, shoot to every now and then. Yeah. For some, some I, comic that would relief. Be so funny. <laughs> the two of you together would be are, are definitely comic relief. Yeah, so but that that was that was awkward because Cliff, neither Cliff or I are like super egomaniacs or like personalities. Like we're, besides the you know yelling at each other and making and making <laughs> stuff, but you know we're not we're not out there being like, hey everybody, like we're you know I'm a Instagram YouTube personality and like here's what we're doing. Like we just do it. We're like quietly just like getting things done. Well, speaking of quietly getting things done, I mean, you guys were you had a pile of hammers set out, which was incredibly impressive. Yeah, you and, assembled quite a bit. Yeah. And Cliff, you lost your voice. So, how did you lose your voice? Uh, I think just I, I blame it on you because you weren't on the uh, megaphone the whole time. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do any of it. I didn't do any of it. I didn't do it. No, well, I mean, I, I no. It was, I think it was just because there was like so many people there, and it was like you know, every, you know, we were all like so into it that like every time someone comes and tries to talk to you, you're you're enthusiastic and you're like talking with them, and we're talking over all the noise in our area. So it was like we we were all before, doing stuff before you know it. Yeah, before you know it, you've been screaming across the table for the entire day, and then gets to the night, you're screaming more. Hanging with your friends until three or four in the morning and laughing your ass off, and you wake up and you can barely speak. Yeah, 
You were you were shot. You were yeah, totally my, shot. Yeah, I was. I sounded like a like a cracky voiced teenager. I still, I still, you could probably still hear it in my voice a little bit. John, not, did you feel like back. you guys did well with the hammers, or? Yeah, I, I sold mo- most of them. Wow, so that was good. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, they were a hot commodity. Everyone was picking them up and putting them back down. <laughs> did that? <laughs> no, I, I sold, did that make I sold you nervous? No, I, I don't know. I, I kind of trust the, the people. You know, I yeah. trust that com- not that to, community. Not, to not pick them up and clank them together. Well, no, not like you know. There were so many times that we just like walked away from the tent with like. I guess I, I feel like stealing a bottle opener is a little bit more of you know uh, uh, easier to do. yeah easier to do. It's just like you might just even you know in the middle of the night, like at three o'clock in the morning, you're not thinking straight. It's like someone might just be like, "I'm just gonna take this." But like, yeah, I was I wasn't worried about. I really didn't think that anyone would. Oh, I, was... I, I don't know. Everyone there was really nice. There wasn't. The, I I heard a few things about some some weird uh, uh, people weird behavior, but um, weird behavior. Yeah, I heard I heard I heard about some some like lovers quarrels and weird like middle of the night. Huh. Yeah, you know tantrums and 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 different different things that uh, from people I don't I had no idea who, like they were like when they were pointed out to me, but huh. I was just like I, I don't know who that guy is. But so you know it wasn't like anyone I knew, but it also wasn't anyone I really saw around our tent. So I wasn't really right. too concerned. The people the people around us were, you know, were awesome. I think even uh, yeah, it was decent. The thing that decent. like upset me when I. When I came home, was uh, watching like everybody post on Instagram about it, and then I was like, "Oh no, that was so and so." It was like I, I like saw people's faces there, but didn't realize like people, it's who I know online. People need name you know tags. I mean? Yeah, you need like your social media, and then your like actual name, because it was like I recognize people, but not everybody posts pictures of themselves. Uh, on you know on their social media, so well, it was like I was a little lost. Stephen Connor, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. hey Button, he, he hung out with us the week. I didn't even know. I didn't know who that was. Yeah, I've never, never seen what he looked like, and I didn't know who he was for the first like two hours that he was hanging out with us. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know right away either. But like as soon as it was probably Jesse yeah. or someone said it, I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've talked to him like a few times. Yeah, he's dude. got a couple of my hammers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. <laughs> I mean, speaking of good dudes, guy. we got to hang out with, uh, with Joshua Prince. He came yeah, and Joshua and Prince is a good dude. dude. I love That's, that he's guy. He's definitely yeah. a good dude. Definitely lowered my blood pressure just like talking to him. He's just like such a nice guy. He's such Dead. a talented Chill. guy and so nice and friendly and helpful. He was helping. He was helping uh, Tiny Town Forge and those guys. He just like if you were to, you know, most of the people weren't allowed to go kind of back and forge. But like if you see Joshua Prince, you give him your hammer. He gets a, he you know, gets it's a like test. he's yeah. the kind of guy yeah. that like do whatever the hell you want. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he was super cool. It was really good to hang out with him and and. Um, you know, the, it was interesting because I really didn't take any pictures. I just took hardly any pictures. 
And my direction really was, it was interesting because I was, I had thought about, because this coming weekend I'm going to be teaching a tong making class. So we had talked about what we were going to do and I was going to make tongs anyway. So because we didn't have any presses available, I mean, the, the, the guys at Coal Ironworks let us use the forges, I mean, the presses, but... Not, to, I mean, I didn't really want to ask. I really wanted to do everything by hand, so I was doing all the hand forging and stuff like that. And I had a really good time, just kind of working. You know, it was like I was trying to be as focused as possible, and that was the fun part for me. Was just kind of like really, I didn't have my wife and my kids were away. The dog was dogs were away. I I could really kind of enjoy myself and forge. And I just remember forging until one in the morning, and it was really like a great great it felt really good felt really really good when we forged those uh alligator tongs there <laughs> the the sunday day. yeah we there made... was a struggle but Bob they came were over with dude, a set afterwards we were like uh oh, one of the things that interests me about blacksmithing is there's so many different ways you can go about something yeah and the, the way thing. the way the direction that i forge in has always been by yourself without the aid of hammers and presses and stuff like that. So it's like figuring out how you do it by yourself. So when I forged with you, that was the second pair of tongs I made with you. I was so fascinated by the your methodology because your methodology of fabricating tongs or forging tongs is with set hammers and a striker. And it's just a completely different mindset and structure to the way we constructed those tongs. And it was so much fun just kind of following along with you. Yeah, you know? it was fun to do, for sure. It was awesome. And they came out great. And uh, I got a message from some of the listeners of this podcast saying, you guys just talked about it and you really did it. So it was like we weren't just like blowing smoke up the old tailpipe. It was uh, <laughs> right. it was nice that we actually knocked them out. And I got so excited about them. They were just, all I wanted to do is make another pair. Yeah, I do too. Like, especially because after Bob brought other over that other set, like the face was a lot longer. So I was like, eh, I like ours better like... than the ones that Bob brought over. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Bob. there you go. So you got to do John. You got to do the uh, you got to do the bronze knife on the second day. Cliff, what were you working on? Uh, me and John did. We did that forged head. I got. It didn't finish it, but got pretty decently far along on it, I would say. It's, like, relatively new to me, but, like, I did a lot of practice ones in the weeks leading up to it. Just because I wanted to try to do, like, something I I did, like, different. three strikes on that. You, that, was, that was mostly you, man. You helped a little. I yelled, I yelled, I yelled at you. Ver- I yelled at you through it. Very little. Very little help from you. Very little. <laughs> you know what? You know what I liked about that, and it made me think about uh, what it, that Jesse and I probably could have used. It, is you made this little? It was almost like a rest that fit in the vice, so the the head would be sit in place, like it wouldn't uh, move when you hit it. Oh yeah, yeah. What what tell, tell what was that all? What was that made from, and what was it for? Uh, it's just, you know, when you're, you know, when you're making those like heads out of a bar, you're making the head on the end of the bar. So if you put it in the vice, there's only so many ways you can hold it and hit it comfortably. So it's basically like something that lets you hold 
the piece and the vice at kind of like a 45 degree angle. So you can hit it and it can't, it can't shift in the vice. And I didn't invent that at all. Uh, a lot of people make it, yeah, use that for all kinds of things. And certainly for like those kind of things. It's also that angle is good to when you're chiseling on it and stuff like that. It's at a more comfortable angle to swing right. the hammer, hold the chisel, everything. And uh, like it worked out pretty well. I, I, I think I could have done it faster if I wasn't trying to do it in front of people. Because normally I'd be standing right in front of the head and looking at it while I'm doing it. But I had the vice. You, you saw I had the vice kind of positioned facing out at where the people were standing and I was trying to stand behind it so that people had a better view of what I was doing. And I certainly whacked my, my hand quite a few more times. Did you? That, yeah. Cause I was trying to do it in a kind of a somewhat awkward position. So I whacked my hand with the hammer a couple of times. Go hmm. learn how the hammer better dude. <laughs> <laughs> my hand still works. I, you know, I, I'll survive. I, I was I was happy that you know I, someone tagged me in a post who was there, uh, who watched that, and I, I they must have had some forging experience already. What they made was really nice. They watched what I did, went over to the blacksmith tent and tried it themselves, nice. and made made a made a head. And I was and it was like really cool head. Really, I, I remember because it, it looked funny. It was like it's all chin, and like I think someone was like, yeah, it looks like Jay Leno. So it was just funny, but that that's cool that someone like watched it, like felt like they got a lot out of it and then like felt like they had to try it and, and were able to walk, you know, 20 feet over to Bob's area and go try it. Right. Yeah. That was the magic of makers camp. They could be hands on as well as observing. Yeah. Get some inspiration. I, you know, hopefully get some inspiration from us and like go over there and mess around with stuff. I am amazed that there weren't that many injuries or that there weren't any, as I know. Well, except for Cliff. <laughs> well, I, mean, I did bandit oh, yeah. him. Oh, my, that little pinprick? That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. Everybody yeah. draws a little blood once in a while. Good for the blood. I mean, yeah. there were there were people who were using the grinders over broadback. People were using all sorts of wood stuff. And I, I just, it, I'm glad that, I'm glad that it was a group of people who, didn't get themselves in a bad position, especially in the blacksmith tent. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I still pick up a piece of steel that I think isn't hot and I burn myself. So, I mean, even to this day, so I'm just amazed. I'm glad. I'm very grateful that no one actually accidentally hurt themselves. I'm sure lots of people have little nicks and cuts and things, but nothing major. Nothing major. Yeah. So, so everyone, you know, there's, I feel like half the place is experienced makers. So people are looking out. That was the best part was that everyone there I, – I liked the, uh, the the Pennsylvania crew showed up. I know Jesse Killian and Butch and, and those guys uh, the, those guys came, and that was really fun. It was actually fun seeing the uh, – and Steve, all the Pennsylvania guys, the PA crew, were kind of cruising together. And at, I remember the first the, – I guess the first night, Saturday night, they came over and they just started to hang out and they were chirping at us. And, and it, the fun part was it was making a bottle open or something and like it flopped into the, uh, into the water accidentally. I don't remember what happened. And it just, and they both, they just started chirping me. They was, it was like, it was like out of a hockey game, you know, it was great. Um, and then they started sending me beer, 
which I don't normally, I, don't, I wouldn't normally have beer while I'm working, but I thought, wow, there's no power hammers. I'm not using grinders. I'm not using anything. I'm just, you know, forging. A, how about what's the worst that could happen? And all I just remember was every beer I had, I just started getting a little bit angrier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. They were good. They and were good. And I dudes. said that to them. They were great dudes. The PA guys, Butch and Butch I, I was, and, I was hanging, uh, and Jesse were I was hanging were great. with them uh, into the the wee hours on uh, Saturday night. I was we we went back out <laughs> when you guys all went to sleep, and I was like, I'm gonna go walk around some more. Went down to the uh, the Bob the Bob side of things, and we lit up the coal, and we're just like, I was like, I can I can make a leaf, and just to show you, I like I can do it. I'm gonna do it with all of Bob's stuff and not my stuff. <laughs> it did, it did not go well <laughs> but i'll tell you why i i was like hold, i was holding the the piece in it, whatever the tongs that could fit and every time i hit it i'm like i'm like is it's getting looser and looser i'm like what the fuck is going on like i'm like my my grip is just terrible like i don't know what's, what is going on but when i looked at the tongs i had completely bent the tongs around because they were so thin around from the rivet to the 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 working part, the jaws was so thin that every time I hit it, like I hit the material, it was bouncing back and bending the jaw back more and, bending, more, yeah. and more, oh, and more and more and more until it wasn't even closing. It was like almost forty five degrees like away. I was like, "What the fuck is this shit, Bob? Come on, man, upgrade." Sounds like you owe Bob a pair of tongs. I think Bob owes me my time back. <laughs> he embarrassed me in front of you, in front of four valuable customers. What did he do? He has, he, his tools weren't up to uh, snuff for me. My hard hitting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, he made you made look, me bad. look bad in front in front, of, in front of my customers. Bob was Bob was snoring in his tent. Oh yeah, he was. He uh, was just burping away. He's, you could hear Bob snoring. He was, he no, was, just making that up. I, I assume Bob. I assume Bob was sleeping because it was three in the morning. And Saw on wood. Then people were, every God time blessed. I every when I came down every morning at like seven, Bob was like the only one down there, That's walking crazy. around. Like, yeah. where's the coffee? And I was like, yeah, where's there was the coffee? That seven o'clock coffee crew for sure. Yeah, yeah we Bob went to the, we dude. went to the milk run right the next day, Sunday. I think yeah. so. I, I yeah. didn't go, but like, yeah, I, I was up early, and I think I, someone was going, and I was like, "Please bring me coffee from yeah. Milkground." Bob was a great dude. I have a question. Do you think that teaching people on coal forges is a harder way than a gas forge? It just seemed to me like yeah, because you I can learn fire control. I think it's good to ex- sorry, go ahead. It's good to expose people though to the coal, but it is tough because you're teaching them how to manage a fire and how to forge, but. Yeah, it's two yeah, different I, skills. I would yeah. say for sure it's harder. And, and propane, you, you you could look at it the whole time, right? Yeah. Once you understand how coal works, it's 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 fine. But you have to pay way more attention because you can melt it. Like that's not going to happen in propane, and you can't see it necessarily. No, you can't. Depending how you position it, you can't see it. So you have to be like constantly like taking a look at it. It is a lot, and even like where you place that iron in the fire. Yeah. You know, it's tough. That was my my uh, three burner forge. I if I when I was making the rivets, I I would lose the rivets in the forge because it was so hot in there. Hmm. I was I was constantly doing that. So one of the things that was nice was we had a lot of visitors. My sister came to visit, which was cool, 
Yeah, that's cool. And Cliff's dad came to visit. Yeah, my dad came. He did? I, what? I didn't you didn't see his dad? dad? No. No. He was he wasn't he wasn't there that long. I didn't I, I told him he could come and I assumed he wouldn't. And then he just and then he just showed up. Oh no way, that's cool. Mr. I'm sorry I didn't get to oh. uh, yeah, I yeah. should have introduced you guys. Yeah, we're like in I was like surprised. I think he came right as I was like trying to prepare for the sledgehammer. And then I, he came and watched he watched some of it. So he came early. Yeah. 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 He must have been there around, probably, yeah, around midday. Yeah, I probably came around 10 because we hadn't started it yet. And I was like, we're working on getting this started. But we were still kind of like finishing setting up and stuff like that. And hmm. Yeah. So he, he really liked the timber framing. Like he was a you know, big woodworker and stuff. So that was the other thing he like checked out after like watching us do that. Talking to your dad for a little bit, I actually had a very nice conversation with your girlfriend, Katie, who is fantastic. I think that a lot of people were saying to me that, have you talked to Cliff's girlfriend? She's fantastic. That Cliff, <laughs> Katie got Katie got rave reviews. She's, she's, a, she's a star for sure. Yeah. From what she told me, and maybe you can elaborate on this if you want to or not, she said she talked to your dad, and there's a story of how you were arrested and put in the tombs cliff was yeah who told you katie or my dad katie said her dad told it or your dad told her oh i'm blowing up my spot yeah yeah that was when i was younger it was a misunderstanding (laughs) come on baby that was a misunderstanding that's what they all say that's what they say at rikers that's what they all say at rikers i'm not supposed Uh, to be here oh yeah no it was uh you know, I was much younger, and I was out with some friends just on the street in the, in the city, and we were, you know, doing adolescent stuff, smoking weed, and just undercover cops kind of just, you know, and it was, you know, way more frowned upon or still completely illegal then compared to now. Some undercover cops just kind of rolled up on us and just kind of like, picked a couple of us out and they're like, Oh, we're taking you in. And they took us down to one of the, like the local jails. And I had a, a warrant for like unpaid parking tickets or some crap like that. So they made me sit around. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to wait and see a judge or something. And they're like, Oh yeah, you can't see the judge. So you're going to have to stay overnight. We're going to have to transfer you somewhere. So they transferred me to what they call the tombs. And I had to go there and stay overnight, and it was fucking awful. Were you scared? I wasn't. Uh, there were like moments, I guess, because you're in a big holding cell with lots of other people who are there for like probably a lot worse reasons, and right. and there's no beds. You're. It's like it was probably like ten people in this like biggish kind of room. That's like a wraparound bench with like. A toilet that like you could basically see everything. <laughs> so it's like if you had to, if you had to take a dump. It's like everyone's watching you take a dump, which I didn't have to. Thank God. Did you have to pee? Yeah, I had to pee, but that's like less less horrible. So they're staring at you while you're peeing. I mean, I wasn't watching to see if they were staring at me. I oh, was, they were you know, staring at you, Cliff. We were 
We were taking turns. We were taking turns. No, the oh, worst part boy. was when I was like sleep it when we when we all had to sleep because like they don't get you know there's no bedding nothing. It's like they're benches, so like you're you're trying to sleep on these benches and everyone's trying to get like a spot on the bench to sleep. And there's there's nothing. I think I had like I an extra shirt on top of my t-shirt, which I like took off and rolled up to try to like have like a pillow or something. But you're like the people next to me are like bumping into me and stuff, and they start yeah, they in were. the middle of the night. They 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 start <laughs> getting a little a little fresh with you, and you're just like that. That was the most nerve wracking part. Yeah, that's crazy. How how long were you in You're jail just like, for? Chill, chill the fuck out. Uh, it was like almost two days. Oh, it was overnight. So like, it, they got us like in the morning, kept us in a cell for like a few hours, and they were like, "You're not gonna be able to see a judge until tomorrow." Transferred us to the the tombs, and then didn't get to see a judge. And then when I finally saw the judge, they were like, "You were in for what? Weed?" They're like, "Oh yeah, dismissed." Like they couldn't believe that I sat in the jail for that long for such a small thing. Yeah, that's criminal, really, in a lot of ways. Like that they would. Yeah, so that's that's why I said it was like you know it was relatively minor, but like they didn't let me out right away because of a a stupid like a ticket I hadn't paid or something. Were you under eighteen? And then, uh, no, I think Um, I was I was probably like nineteen. Oh, or twenty. Yeah. Did you? I mean, and they only—they only. They only we, I was with like four people. They only—they like literally picked out two of us. I don't know why. So two of them, they were, two of us were. They were like, "Yeah, just get out of here." Huh. And Did you make two any of us friends? They took in. Well, I was with one guy I knew initially, but then when they transferred us to the other place, they split us up. So no, I didn't make any friends. How long was he? I made one lifelong for? friend in the tombs. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't make any friends. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't make any enemies either. Ugh. But yeah, there were some like crackhead type people that were like, uh, unfortunately, I got stuck sleeping next to, and they were kind of, he was kind of like kicking me, and I'm like, kind of like trying to push back, just like sleepily, like unconsciously doing it, and then they were like, "What the fuck?" And I don't remember the exact words that it was changed. I've obviously kind of gotten past that. I try to remember the good things, not the bad things. So right. how does that, how did that experience uh, inform the way you work with John? Uh, I don't think it did anything. Never, never, never dropped like, the soap around me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was a lot of jailhouse similarities between never. Yeah. being in the tombs and then you working yeah, with when John. We walk, when we I walk around the like shop, sort of make like, him, uh, he, holds, he holds the uh, handkerchief coming out, out of my back pocket <laughs> to designate that he is mine. <laughs> I just never use soap again after that. So, <laughs> so that was a terrible experience. So back to Maker's Camp. What are some of the memories you guys have that you really took away from? Any funny stories or anything we should, any ball breaking that you remember? Which one of us are you asking? Anyone. Yeah. Any, hop in anytime you want. I, I, I was just, I mean, I think everything was fun about it, but I also was just awesome to like see everybody again. And like yeah, see so see, see so people. many people who we saw, you know, two years ago and 
obviously during COVID, like we communicate with a lot of these people and social media and stuff, but like hadn't like, especially people you would normally see once in a while, you just hadn't seen them at all. And then you see them all at once. That's kind of like, that was the best part for me. It was like, it was so much fun. Found myself hesitant to even pick up my phone. Like I was just so excited to be with the community again. I didn't want to give my phone the attention. Like I wanted to see what was going on and be, you know, part of it rather than looking at it through a lens. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good thing. I feel like when I finally like actually like looked on my phone, I was like, people had put stories up and they had disappeared. I didn't even look at them. I'm like, wow, I didn't even look at my phone for an entire day. Like I didn't look at Instagram for the an service entire was day. so bad. I, I I couldn't even believe people were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's the real reason. Well, I was trying to make it. I was trying to make I'll it say seem it, like, like the service and the Wi-Fi, yeah. like the, the you know the Verizon or whatever tower was so bad, and and the Wi-Fi. It was like I I couldn't even believe people were posting so much. It's like where you just like literally in go places, to the milk run. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, that's yeah, probably the only time stuff got posted when someone like left right, the go site. Poop at the milk run. They're like, now I, I gotta, I gotta go out. I gotta go outside the resort to post. Yeah, but I, I was, I, I said, you know, I said it in the whatever my my last post, but I literally, like, I look at my phone. I literally have like three photos on there of us actual. I've, I've, I've got a bunch of photos of that dinosaur on fire because that was pretty cool, but other than that. It's like I don't. I don't think I did it. I I didn't take my phone out at all. I actually didn't even charge my phone the whole yeah. weekend. That was crazy. You yeah. guys, yeah, yeah and you guys, you crazy. guys missed the dinosaur. Jesse, yeah, Carrie, we did miss it. Jeff, yeah, we you should have stayed. That Stephen was... Connor got a really good. Like I watched his his um, stories of it. He did a really good job of like explain explain what happened because we we left. We we all you know we all left on Sunday. You guys had enough. Sunday afternoon, <laughs> I had to go. I had to go. I had commitments. It, so no, it was it was a nice like you know wrap up, was it? wrap up of it. It was probably, I would say, 20... 20-something feet, 20 feet? 25 feet? It was basically built when we left. It was there. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was there. It was fun watching then, it go up all weekend it on fire. pieces. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. They kind of, you know, I'm sure you saw, like, videos and stuff, but they built it in a way that, like, the fire burned in a certain spot, so the first thing to happen was, like, smoke coming out of the... Well, they Godzilla they had it. They had a. They had thing. like a wick. I think Chris Cash was saying that that they they soaked this like rope wick inside of it. So uh, when they lit it, it would like it would just go up to the top. And well, I saw them when they lit it. They they it looked like they pulled yeah, up they, almost like a pulley yeah, yeah. or something. They they lifted it up higher into the. I wanted to, I wanted to get to talk to those guys. That's a regret. Is that. Once again, I didn't get to – I talked to, like, a ton of people. But, like, I didn't get to go spend as much time in the other tents when other makers were in there. A lot right. of tents I was in there when no one was in there. Right. Yeah, I wish I was in I there when the other – I really wanted to spend time in the in the woodworking tent, see, like, yeah, woodlay see... stuff, the big bandsaw stuff, the, like, power carving, the chainsaw carving for sure. Uh yeah, and I, I the only time I actually like went over there was at night, and no one was like there. Well, but I Jesse, guess you see you and Keith went over to the chainsaw guy, guys. right? To uh, to no, Keith, just Keith, just Keith did. Because what'd you guys do? Yeah. Um. Should I, should I give I you a hint? You you burnt uh, in that steak anvil. Oh yeah, that's right. No, yeah, Cliff and um, 
Uh, Keith oh, yeah. did. Right, fine. Sorry, Jesse. But, <laughs> no, that was that was cool. I wish I had seen um, Andrea do the glass me thing. Too. Oh yeah, oh, me too. Yeah, that, that, that was the too. one thing yeah, that I wanted. I, wanted I had, to like, see that too. Was Andrea. I kept looking at her and going, I know Andrea. Like, Andrea. The d- yeah. The David Destroyer. That's what it is. Oh my god. There it is. There it is. Yeah, that, that's. I think the hardest part for me was, I was selfishly taking advantage of all the forging. So I didn't get a chance. The only time I went around was when my sister and I walked around and, and go, went to look at things. And we just wanted to, that was the first time we really kind of like seen each other in quite a while. So that was, mm-hmm. we walked around and saw things and then, um, we didn't get a chance to see Andre either, but I definitely didn't talk to people that I wish I had talked to. I like, I didn't get a chance to hang out with the total boat people or Michael Alm, one of the guys who did the, the giant monster, I didn't get to see Andrea De Leon. I didn't really see any of the woodworking stuff. And I was honestly, be honest with you, I was completely selfishly taking advantage of the shop time because I just don't get it, you know, and I don't get to do it. And, and I love it so much. And I just, I had such a good time with you guys and good time forging. And I was like, it was hard for me to not, like I was looking at John and John was selling hammers and talking to people. And, and all I could think of is I can't believe he's not forging right now. Like I couldn't, I almost couldn't believe it. Um, I was, I was there to schmooze. What can I say? You <laughs> were. He was, was, was greeting my like, Oh my god! He's, they wanted to talk to he's me. He's talking to people. Yeah, he's actually smiling and talking to people. It's so crazy. Yeah, he's not that I'm mean. Long. He's not as mean as I'm they say mean. he is. I think, I think, uh, you know, everybody got a little uh, slap and a tickle. I think this is the most I've ever seen John. Like this weekend, I think I saw John smile and laugh more than I've ever seen him in the entire time I've known him. I think I'd agree with you. Yeah, I think Look, I can agree with that too. I got kids. I'm home. I mean that with all the all the <laughs> love, home, all the love in the world, so, John. You're you're a good no, dude. A good dude. You're a good, a good dude. dude. I, I I don't socialize. I don't talk to people. I, I see Cliff. That's about it. Like this is it. So yeah, you know. Talking to people like they were interested, they were they were maybe maybe they didn't know me, so they were willing to put up with my ranting <laughs> and like my my uh, over explanation of things and you know talk just talking at them. Uh, <laughs> you know it, it was fun. I, even that that first night, it was like, well, there's still people awake. Like I don't I don't think I'm gonna like turn in just yet. And then it you know I I ended up hanging out with the the the, the Philly guys for. You know, a few hours like into the, you know, <laughs> into the early morning night hours, like that. That was fun. It's worth it. Like, you know, that's what it was for. I, I didn't even care. I, I didn't even wake up. I wasn't even like tired. I think the sec the no, you didn't wake up grumpy the, at all. The second morning, well, I guess it was maybe. I guess it was Saturday morning. When was when when no? Son, it would have been when Monday. The, when were when were second. we all hanging out? Yeah. Was that Sunday morning? Sunday well, morning where we were I, hanging you, out. You and I, told, to, I told the film, I was like, to the film crew, like, I'm gonna need an hour. <laughs> like, just, like, you gotta come back. I, I, I gotta, I gotta, like, you know, wake up a little bit. But it wasn't because I was like hungover or tired. It was just like, I gotta like get, I gotta get like straight again here. But, but that was Sunday morning. Uh, Sunday morning. Yes, yeah, I yeah. already talked to the I film guys. But you know, Sunday morning there was a moment that we had that was so much fun. We were all. Waking up, probably a little hungover, eating bacon, egg, and cheeses, and we were 
all around the trucks talking to Chris Cash and Keith Mitchell throwing and bombs. Steve Pellegrino. <laughs> throwing bombs back and forth. Chris Cash Chris Cash is the bomb that thrower. Is shit talker. There is he's he is one of the great the greatest guys ever. He's the the most honest and he is a bomb thrower. That means he will bo- throw a bomb into a room and then walk away before it goes off. <laughs> he was dropping bombs on your moms all so morning. So I heard, and I heard it was everybody, a lot of fun. I heard everybody was saying that you were in a bad mood yesterday. What, what was that about? Like, who was saying that? Well, don't, you know, no, nobody. Don't take it seriously. It's okay. Like, you're like, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, you're just like freaking out the whole time. But really, he's saying it to you. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Cash is the best. That was a lot of fun. And Brett was there, and it was just this morning we're all around and just kind of waking up and then just like p- passing the ball around to each other. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun. I, I I enjoyed that very much. So what else? Oh, what a funny thing was was you know it was good to see uh, Jimmy. He I he seemed like he was having a blast the whole time. But one thing that was annoying was a lot of his fans were coming up to me while I was forging and they were all saying, "Hey, what are you making an ice pick?" And I was like, "I'm not fucking making ice picks." I'm fucking that's Jimmy's thing. And then I saw Jimmy and I said, "You know goddamn you and your fans." Everyone came up to us and said, "What are you doing making ice picks?" And he's just like, "Well, were you making ice picks?" I'm like, "No fucking way. I was making ice picks. That's your fucking bit, bat. That's your bit, ice picks." We we're, were making Marlin spikes. Oh, so this brings no. me to the ne- this brings me to the next thing. Well, to a couple things. If you were to I really thought on the drive home I had I was having such a buzz because of Looking at the, the alligator tongs and all the things that we made and forging all the stuff, I was thinking about the stuff I would do differently. Like oh, the only thing I brought to sell is I brought some merch, and because I, I thought I was being smart, I thought people didn't really want to buy anything expensive. Boy, was I wrong because they bought all your hammers. If you were to bring <laughs> other things next year, what would you bring? Good question. I think I'd bring like tool, like like we talked about before. Maybe bring in like tools to sell, like not that we made, but like antique stuff. Right, like anvils and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think people would have purchased tongs too. Maybe, but tongs are like nobody ever wants to. Pay, you'd have like, to what, you'd have to ask Chris how like how he did. I know he has a certain like Chris Cash has a certain thing he will and won't bring to these because it, it depends on the crowd. Right, yeah. people didn't know. Oh, yeah, like we, sure. like if you, if you have a stack of old tools, uh, certainly anvils. I think a lot of anvils seem to have been purchased. Perhaps. Like, well, I mean, you uh, you know, we brought we brought those flatters and set hammers, and every time someone picked them up, they started like swinging it like it's a hammer. Like that's not what that is. It's like the the crowd no, didn't really know what like the that. top tool. Like they knew what a cross peen like would be for. It's a forging hammer, but like this other more little more specialty. You know, kind of tool. They just like didn't grasp that because maybe the, you know the experience wasn't there. So maybe you know we don't try so hard <laughs> to like make beautiful top tools, which will be for sale on Instagram shortly. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay tuned for a post for the. Uh, the, the... Oh, we we made those because we were we've been yeah. planning to make. So those there will anyway, be a fire sale. Like, why not finish them and have them there? Whatever's yeah. left, it's going but, up soon. With, but with no discount. Yeah. Full blast! Full blast! Full blast! Ten. Full blast! Full blast! One. Full blast! Zero. So, I mean, of all your hammers, I mean, it's. I I was really impressed that you decided to bring like 
two and a half pound to three pound cross beans. That seemed like a really good general use nut, but hammer. Did you move all those? Yeah. Yeah. Would you think that that's the hammer to bring is like a bring one all, all encompassing hammer, you know, like a good general use hammer and then have a couple specialty things in case somebody wants something different. I would think that's probably the way to go is go in those like more, more recognizable areas. areas. Like again, with this, with this, yeah. with the flatters, like people are like, what is this? What's the flat face for? You know? Yeah, there was. I had to explain some some of it to somebody the set hammers because people were just not Plus getting it at all. Plus, with the crossbeam, that's like you, they, you recognize that it's two different things. Yeah. The rounding, like I had a few rounding hammers. Those were actually I had like four or five rounding hammers, which I think I have one now. So I sold them too, but like that's a little bit harder to be like. Well, the round side you do this with the flat side you do it that with, but it's obvious that you know with a crossbeam that there's you know two very specific ends to it. What do you think? How did you do with the bottle openers? We did good. I think we sold like we, we, we sold like three hundred dollars with the bottle openers. Really? How many is that? Like two? Yeah, it's like two. <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's a bunch. <laughs> no, we probably sold more than that. We haven't really tall- tallied it, but we had you know we had like our our nice ones that we you we, know really we, we, spent no, a lot you, of time you on, and, a lot of... and then we had. Go ahead. Well, we probably each got some. You're looking at like a little cash pile versus what we we also took like Venmo and PayPal stuff. So, do you think? Um, I mean, so I, I, you know, it, it makes me wonder. Like, especially one of you said, that "What if you brought tongs? If you were to make tongs to bring to sell, what do you think you can charge for a pair of pickup tongs?" I don't make tongs. Clearly. Uh, tongs are a weird them. thing. Yeah. They're weird. If I think most people who come there are more who are buying that stuff are beginner, mostly more on the beginner side. So yeah. So what can you charge for a pair of forged tongs? I don't make them because they take forever for me. <laughs> yeah, they do uh, take a long time. I mean, that's just. Yeah, that too, mean, realist- I, I don't. I don't realistically, like- two hundred. But like to sell them to somebody who's getting into it, like. 20 bucks, you know, it's like, oh. and, how, and how can you, yeah, how can you sell them for that? Right. Yeah. That's, I quite just, a, that's quite a jump there, Jesse. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> those are, I think those are something that's more, pro- more produced. That's like, I think the average, like if you look at those sites, they're probably in the 50 to $60 range. So right. when I say like, I'd say like I have sold tongs probably more in the 80 to a hundred dollar range, but it's but also they're not like, hall you, hand forged. No, I mean the the ones that you get on those websites for 50, 60 bucks are like a machine is, you know, it, they're like way way more stamped out than what I make, but like for the most part I think don't think there's something people like need to be like gorgeous or I'm just it, thinking it, it's about it's just like a it's a, it's just like a thing you need to make the thing you want, you know. I'm just thinking about Yeah, but you could say the that... same thing about hammers though. I mean, you don't need it to be Damascus and yeah, you could, but I, I don't think hammers change as much. Like tongs get get messed up in a lot of scenarios. Have, have, you know, <clears throat> getting stuck in the forge, getting well, yeah, getting bashed for, for with example, the hammer, Bob, getting, you know those tongs. I, the quenched the in tongs the water. I was using <laughs> like Bob, kept Bob's, moving. Bob's tongs that are all yeah. like 
They're probably like, not even cl- they're not even Bob's Tom's. They're, 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 no, they're they probably not Bob's you know they, they, the NED <laughs> probably purchased it from like some guy's pickup truck and we're just like okay paint paint the end green and throw it in the studio in the yeah in the they trail. probably are maybe the class yeah it's like yeah, it's just yeah, like the, the learning like, let's tongs. beat the shit out of this tongs like they're not Bob's mm-hmm. it's not what he uses like in his shop and ball and no. chain every day like huh. I'm sure he has decent tongs and you know there's weak points what's the weak point on a hammer you know. Like a hammer's a hammer. Right. See, a hammer, that, yeah, like if you wanted to, a hammer's like, it's like you polish the face again and wire brush it, it looks brand new again. I guess I wonder, like as an artisan going to an event like this with other artisans, you probably don't have a, a, an extraordinary amount of money. What would be some of the, that's the only reason why I brought merch. I thought, ah, people got 20 bucks, 40 bucks for a t-shirt or for a hat or a sweatshirt. Yeah. And yeah. then I started to think, because some people were asking about, I had the friction folders out, and I'm I'm hesitant to sell the friction folders for a few reasons. One is is because the friction folders are riveted together. Over time, they're going to loosen. I mean, they're just that's just the way it's going to be. I mean, as they're worked, they get looser and looser, and you just have to I have, you have to explain to someone, all right? Well, you might have to just give it a pop with the hammer, you know, hit the hit the rivet, and that's going to tighten it up a little bit. Right. I just not a hundred percent sure that that's a good enough reason to sell. You know, a good enough answer. You know, to the situation. I'm also slightly. I still I'm a slightly hesitant about selling knives at events. I just. Something about it, I just I'm not 100 percent sure. And with the friction folders, because there's no lock, I would hate to see someone like, you know, something happen and then they cut themselves. You know, that yeah, that's, just, that's something that's always been on my mind. But I try to think about things that like next year. I was so impressed with how you guys brought all those hammers and you guys were so busy selling the hammers. I was thinking, well, what would I bring? And I and I was trying to figure out things that I could bring with. I can't not think about you know a small small knives and stuff like that but i'd just i just be curious to know if you guys would think about things that you would bring what would you bring next year i I can't personally think of anything different i wish i had brought i wish i could have had i only brought like a few hammers i sold them all like thankfully but i wish i could have brought like some more i just i have have limited time i was like well more preoccupied with like even being prepared for it like i spent a lot of time trying to get better at like making a head and and do like a demo that was different something new that i didn't do last year i'm also i I, i'll probably post that head and i'm i'm curious what people actually want to see us make i want to do stuff that we can do in a short amount of time that people enjoy to watch because there's lots of things i could think of that would be cool demos but like if they're if it's something that it takes you four or six hours, like no one's going to watch enough right. of it to really grasp it. Right. I, I would bring more, not to sell, but more of those progressions. Like I think Jeff, like having your progressions there are really cool. I'm glad I brought some progressions. I wish I just could display, have, have nice, nicer displays from. I, I think I had a nice one for the bottle opener. Oh, yeah, I, brought, I brought the tongue progression that was just like dumped on a table with like nothing. I like to have more of that because that makes talking to people easier and showing like if you have a progression for what you're doing, even like a mini progression of the hammer, like the tiny version of it, you know, I don't know. You know, that's the thing to make to sell is making the progression boards. That too. I mean, the bottle opener one was sold before I got there. It just so happened that Andrew who wanted it 
was going to be because I was like, uh, I'll, I'll, this is for you, but I want to show it there. And he's like, oh, I'll take it there. That's when I realized he was going to be there. Yeah, he's like, oh, cool. I'll just I'll just take it when I get there. And I was like, oh, shit, you're coming. Cool. Yeah, that was so, cool so, to meet him there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had him on my podcast a few times, but I've never like met him in person. So that was cool. Me, I think me and John met him one other time. We met him out in, I think it was like Mauritius, Hammercon, uh, Long Island, at a, at a, at a Hammercon. Yeah, some another guys had a hammer in, and Jimmy was there, Andrew was there, uh, Brent Bailey, Chris uh, Cash, Chris Cash, uh, Beisler, Paul Beisler, oh yeah, Beisler, Brent Bailey, Zep, That's where Zep. That's where Zep roasted his hand. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's, yeah, that was the event. That. Yeah. He just he was, grabbed a hot die key and had that like banana fingers, like blisters all. Over. Oh my god, that was. It was good seeing Zep. Zep is a funny, funny guy. Zep's awesome. Yeah, it was good yeah, seeing Zep him. It was great. good seeing like so many of those guys. Uh, Derek from Alden. Steve, Derek. Yeah. How can Derek you forget from Derek from Alden? Can't forget him. He was. He's that hilarious. accent, that beard. Yeah, that he's beard hilarious. is pretty impressive. It's a very impressive beard. Yeah. He's so funny. I talked to him for quite a while. We, I actually did a, a bottle opener demo for him, and he just hung out with me, and I made him a bottle opener. And it was he was asking all these really good questions. It was just, it was funny seeing those guys. You know, Paul Pinto and and all those guys. It was really great oh, yeah, to see Paul them all. Made a, made a short appearance. Yeah, I remember seeing you know Paul. what Paul told me? I wanted to buy him a beer because he's so young, and he says I don't drink carbonation. I'm like what? He's like, yeah, I don't like carbon. I don't like anything fizzy. I'm like, what? So you, want, so you want a whiskey? I said, do you want? I said, do you want? You, so you don't drink soda? I hate it. I don't like the bubbles. Huh. He doesn't like. He doesn't like bubbles. Hmm. I don't know what to do with that. But, I love know. bubbles. Like if I'm trying not to drink beer, I, I I'll drink seltzer. <laughs> so so Jesse and Carrie, what would you do differently? What would you bring different? I'd like to bring a power hammer or something. Like yeah. that you could use. <laughs> it won't fit in the truck. No. Uh, that, I don't know. Yeah. I did think the one cool thing that like Carrie and I like attempted to do was um, like forging tongs and then like forge welding the reins on. That was cool. Um, did you yeah, ever try to we do it in the induction? A... Yeah, we did, but for some reason it wasn't sticking. Um, I mean, it could have been me not getting him hot enough there. I was, like, worried it was going to start to, like, break in half if I went too far. Um, it, uh, I think that's kind of a cool demo, especially since, like, it's, like, a lot of new people just to see, like, two opposite bodies of, like, metal come out of a fire separate and then, like, just gently tap together on, on the, like, surface of an anvil and then all of a sudden they're, like, together. I think that would be a good like night nighttime demo. Yeah, it would be. You could probably even like when you know you want to do it, like turn off a couple lights. You get the little fireworks show kind of. Right. Yeah. The it day, even, yeah. Just just yeah. It wouldn't even matter that it was tongs. It could just be like joining bars, you know, one after another. The, but, that was the one thing I, I did. That was the only forge welding I saw was you do guys doing that. That was a lot of fun to that'd see. That'd be funny to take like a bunch yeah. of like you know, three inch, like just three inch pieces of rod and just start welding it like piece to piece to piece to piece to piece and end up with like a 10 footer. <laughs> like I'm going to take this scrap pile and turn it into a bar stock. 
I did hear a story from um, Doug Doug Wilson, right? Kerry mm-hmm. in Maine. He um, blacksmith in Maine, like phenomenal smith. But I watched him doing like an NEB meet like a long time ago, and he was he was forge welding stuff together. But he said when he started in the shop, he started the guy would make them weld like you know one inch pieces like one to the other to like to get to a length of metal to start to make his tongs. That's what that guy, the you know? guy at the that farrier at the NEB meet in Vermont, like whatever six years ago. Remember that guy? Oh yeah, Mark. Yeah, he he yeah, was yeah. like he. That's where I heard it from too. He was just like you know we'll just like I just keep these pieces around. And I just like the flat bar, the whatever one inch by whatever five sixteenths. He's right, just like yeah, yeah like, you know any of these short pieces. Like I just weld them together and make another shoe. I'm like that's pretty cool. Never heard of that. Yeah, he had that. He had like mountain flux or something. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he was high he was level. But... Yeah, he went to um, uh, what's the name of the school, Carrie, for to be a farrier? Cornell. Yes. Yeah, Cornell does like a farrier That's program. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I he started it at Vermont Foraging. <laughs> Very so, good, but yeah, go ahead. No, I I was just gonna. So keep going. No, I was just going to say he kind of started where I did and then went on and went through Cornell and wound up like following like the horse circuit in England and kind of a cool career, you know, that you don't get taught about when you're a kid growing up. Do you You think we should have done more of a one, at least one team striking thing? Yeah, maybe. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We, that we did that the first year, and that I think that was a lot of fun. It was cool. We got like outside people in too. We could even do like a you know make like a Hardy tool or something like that, and just all all of us kind of get around. And I think that would have been maybe next time we should do something like that. Yeah, yeah. The anchor thing was cool. Yeah, the anchor was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was that. That was one of those things where it was like so elaborate that. I don't know if anyone really caught any like vast majority of it going together. There weren't a lot of people just hanging around all day. Yeah, no. it, it takes too long to like make it keep anyone's focus. Well, oh, it's like you said, the striking stuff. We should have done more of that, even if it wasn't going to turn into anything. Just take a huge chunk of hot steel and right. That's yeah, the a lot of people smash it. Even if you're like letting other people. Get in on it. If it doesn't yeah, have to be anything, who cares? Everyone gets to smash it. Yeah, we did the wrought iron nail that went for uh, went to Paul Jackman, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should have should made him a. We should have made him a real nail. That was like no, not a real nail, but you know, like a ten penny nail, but big. Right. That, that would kind of look cool with that big wooden hammer he made was making two years ago. I hope we do something. I hope we do something sooner than. Than the next maker camp, you know. What do you mean the four of us, five of yeah. us, five of us? Six yeah, of I us? hope we do something like I, I wouldn't. I would. I would love to do another event. You know, I think it was a lot of fun. I think it was fun for you guys. I mean, I mean, there's no question that John. That was that was John's happy place, <laughs> which I liked seeing very did much. You, you give me a hard time, man. You know, I th- how did I, I give I, you a hard you time? Be, you want me to be a uh, um, a misery. How did I say? I was. You're I was. Like, I like. No. What's your problem? You're so happy. 
Well, what the I, fuck I, is I said you? you were so sour earlier. And now yeah, when my I car like was happy. fucking dead, you motherfucker. <laughs> you just, you just don't, you just, I, you you just don't want me to be, my, be happy. I do. I, I, I was, I was happy. I get seeing it. You I happy. get it. I have an image, and I gotta go with it. It's the, it's the image I've cultivated over many years on Instagram. I love your image. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. your image. Oh, speaking of which, who was it who gave me that shot of that bullshit? Oh, oh no. Uh, barefoot, barefoot Forest. Crack. That we fucking warned you. Everyone got warned not to try oh, the Malark. I did not get more. Why would you take something drink something called Malarkey? <laughs> it's a bunch of Malarkey. Why would you fucking take something called Malarkey? Jeff, you didn't let you weren't listening no, to me. No, listen to me. You, you weren't listening I, I said I said take a t- I said take like a baby sip. No, no why one and then you say that clip. And then you no. took a shot. You handed he wanted, me a glass. He wanted you to, he wanted you to taste it. You handed me a glass and you said, Here's for this is for him. Because he was and trying I, to give it to me. I, I had just taken like I had just taken a full so shot Cliff, of it. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. It was it tasted like gasoline. Cliff, you, you, like, no. you there was no gasoline. take a baby sip. Urine. It was fucking it was disgusting. And it made urine, me it dislike like, the person who I gave would it never, to me. I would never <laughs> drink something that <laughs> made me dislike that guy. Peace and love, peace and love. I'm sorry, I would never No, you you not you person. That was bad. That was really bad. He did bad. show up with a pickup truck full of beer. Yeah. What was he it called? Malort pickup, pickup truck. It was a fucking weird. It was like Malort. Beer. It just sound. I Oops, forget I the exact know. name. It was. It just sounds bad. Even the it's name of it Malort sounds bad. Beer. It was terrible. It was a little like a puddle that a possum had died in, except it stayed <laughs> on the edges of your tongue, and it got worse after you drank it, and it, it didn't was go terrible. away. Instant regret. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. It was like I, I got angry after I drank it. I got real angry, and then the Philly guys were psyched. <laughs> you should have heard. Me you should have heard his backstory as to why he even brought that. It, it's pretty elaborate. I couldn't retell it, but it was pretty. It's it was pretty funny. I think they yeah. had like it's, it, the a short version is he like that thing yeah, he was sponsored yeah, or something. Well, he was like openly hating on it. Apparently, like tagging them, being like, "This is absolute shit, garbage." But blah, you blah, have blah. to understand his genius of getting at least everyone to try it, except Jess. You didn't try it, did you? Yeah, they okay, said they sent him a oh, ton see, of bottles, and they were like, "They're like, make us proud," or like something weird like that. So they 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 just sent him like a case of it. It was probably more of like a "fuck you," like it's so bad here. Like ran this crap down your throat. Hmm. But he ended up bringing it there and. I don't know how many bottles he went through. I think he might have posted like, a picture on his own. Probably been. He he, he he was giving it to everybody. Mm. It was you mean terrible. He was forcing everybody. No, no, well, he tried. I, mean, I didn't know what it was. Arm, he wants was to watch. Arm, he wants arm, to watch you drink it. Happening, I think. It didn't. It didn't make me. It didn't put him in a better position with me. That's for sure. <laughs> it was not nice. It was not nice at all. And then the Philly yeah, guys liked it to because the warning labels though. He I was very clear I was about working the... and I was handed a glass and they said this shot's for you. Oh. I drank it. <laughs> and I drank it in one and I was like this is terrible. No wonder you got angry. You missed the warning. I got no warning. There was no warning. There was no warning. I just went down the hatch and just got pissed. Oh. <laughs> and open then, your ear holes. And then, the, and then the Philly guys liked it. I mean, I said, the more I'm drinking, the angrier I'm getting. So they kept making sure I had plenty of Ew. beers. So that was. 
So oh, that's funny. Philly. We all had a Philly good time. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great weekend. We had a great time. Too fast. And oh. we've discussed what we want to do in the future. Do something else. Bring some other things. I'm trying to figure out what I would bring. I'd have to. I guess I gotta bring knives. Well, Cl- Cliff and I like were kicking knives. around the idea you, of doing you, a for, pra- doing some more uh, anvil forging practice, and maybe that would be the demo next year. What do you mean? Well, Cl- we had like like I brought the we brought those two little anvils. Did, that those, we forged. did those make it home? So many people yeah. wanted yes. those. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. made Andrew. Yeah. We, we, we made Andrew Alexander go through those. the uh, metal detector before he left. He was like, "This is coming home with me." He was trying was to like, get in his pocket. No, it's not. And he's like, "But it is." <laughs> oh, would you consider bringing your press the next time? I, or is it just I'm too certainly much? considering. Now, you know, they have a skitzer. We considered I'm, it this I'm considering year, but then more. the coal guys were going to be there, and we were like, uh, "You know, there's going to be presses there." So let's again. It was like let's do something different. But every time we like do that, we're you know we're, obviously we're limited. If we do everything by considering, hand. Considering it's me loading it up, I'm still considering it more than I was a week ago. Really? And, and, I and think, that. I think um, a, lot of, a lot of the things, like I brought home several things that I had started. Like I, what I was I was starting a hammer with you, Jeff, and then I was jumping over to the press. And it was, you know, it was fine. It was great. It was really helpful to have it there. But then there were certain things that are part of my process that I wanted to do. That I couldn't do because I'm used to my press. You know, our the press yeah. we have, the dies we have. You know, I just want it to be mine. It's the reason we show up with so many of our own tools. It's like, I want to have my stuff. I want to have what I know. And, right. like, I just have to do it my way. And it doesn't matter what, what else is there because I just want it to be mine. You know, I... So, you know, well, how would you have been able to bring how would you have been able to bring the press in that well, tent? There's a forklift. Easily. They brought theirs. Yeah, there's a forklift. Yes. Yeah. Did you see the, the yeah, it barely the tra- trailer was barely full. Is on, our it's just our super press heavy is on wheels. Your press worked out well in New York. Yeah, the press is on wheels. Yeah. Yeah, but it's on you grass. Put on a sheet of plywood. Yeah, but you put it on plywood. They they they're big wheels. Yeah, they're big big boy wheels. <laughs> Please come on. The big boy wheels. <laughs> Put big boy wheels. No, on the that bigger press. issue is getting it onto the trailer, like I'm on my end. But you know, whatever. I'll deal with that. I will say that maybe got to bring uh, the champion I too. To... I don't know. Maybe we just well, yeah. uh, power big... hammer would be cool maybe too. Just a power hammer would be awesome. It would be cool if we could get like um. You know, uh, Austin is James talking Johnson. about. Austin is talking about. Where's he... Where are you going to the kitchen? You know, at, at some point. Building, yeah, get something out of the fridge. Gonna get a seltzer. <laughs> Gonna go change my shoes. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, no, well, Austin was talking about you know building a permanent, not a tent, but almost imagine another. Um, like what's a pen. the? Yeah, but like like the Pavilion. where the bar is. The pavilion, like another pavilion type of thing. So it's like a permanent tent thing. You could have more consistent events. And I don't know, maybe have some like regular equipment in there. Maybe do work like some classes, blacksmith classes, stuff like that. I actually heard from so. De- from Derek from Malden. He wanted to know if we'd be interested in doing a little hammering with with, uh, with Jimmy. Oh, yeah. He mentioned that to me, too. He did mention it to me. I think that would, that would also... That would also be fun. 
Because you're too grumpy. I, I actually don't think that Derek from Malden knows that I am who I am on the internet. That's why you need the uh, Instagram tags on your. See, I want to see. I want to see. I want to spend time with John and Derek from Malden. I think that would be a good team up. <laughs> I think it'd be like a good crossover team up. You didn't get introduced to each other, yeah. or you did, but you just. Don't I talk think to him a lot. I talk. I talk. He to realizes him. that you are a sunset. I, yeah, forge I've and talked Jeff. to him both in person and on Instagram, but I think our conversations don't actually like. It's like we're two different people. Yeah, of that, course you're two different people. people. I mean, I'm two that, different yeah. people, but he, like I think because your name is not in your name. No, at not all. not even yeah. not even John close. from John from Sunset, yeah. Sunset my, my, from Alden. Mine is my last is name, at least. So when I say your name, that's weird. Okay, all you fucking guys, Listen. you fucking narcissist, you have your name in it. Savage, Fader, <laughs> Dufton, re- remove Sunset. Yourself. Remove yourself from your egos. You, you'll you'll find inner peace with once you do that. Like like me. <laughs> yeah. Try to realize the Johnny try to realize what, what do we call you? <laughs> try to realize we're all very Johnny small. Llama. The Johnny and Llama. life goes on within you and without you. What were we calling you before Genghis John? That's Mahatma right. Mahatma Jandi. I kind of like the Johnny Long. I think the Mahatma Jandi. Mahatma Jandi. And Genghis John. I'm not and mad Genghis at Johnny Lama. Johnny Lama, come on. Johnny Lama. Come on. <laughs> That's funny. I'm, I'm most at peace. It's like, You're definitely, definitely at peace. peace. Peace is something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, was, you know I was super impressed. I was talking to. Mother Bear Forge, that's a name you should change. And and uh, and, and, and and David, who are so uh, Cedar Ford, they were so nice to let us use their press. Uh, John, Cliff, uh, Jesse and I got to use it uh, their presses with the uh, computer controls to yeah, forge out the really reins. Yeah, which was amazing. Like I, I couldn't believe that. Those stuff, are that incredible. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to mess with it. I mean, uh, Dave. Uh, which Cedalor, he he showed it to me a bit, and like I think that's what those all those presses have been needing forever. It's just almost yeah. like a, a digital readout, like you have on a so a basically or lathe or something. You 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 have your maximum and your minimum, and basically, so it'll it, you can tell. You, I said to, as I said to him, like I only want to get I want to forge this rain down to half an inch. So we put in half an inch, and then when you put your foot down. You just have to do the. You just have to. It just goes. You just stand on it. Yeah, you stand it on it. Just goes up and down. And up all and down, you're doing is is just drawing down the steel, and then you're pulling it. And I was stupefied at how like easy it was. It was so easy. Yeah, not having to rock your foot back and forth is pretty awesome. But like, even I mean, no kiss block, no nothing. I mean, it just knows. I don't yeah, know. It, 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 it I, did... know. The only thing I have to say about it is like I can move kiss blocks faster. With the computer, I had to take another heat to change. Like, then I agree. Get the maybe if you that if that you just know seems like program. something that yeah, that just seems like maybe some programming stuff that needs well, to be that added because I like would... to be able to also like freeform. Well, if you're working like... two sections, if you're like if your hammer is a rectangle, if you're blanking out a hammer, it's like slightly taller than yeah, it is. Exactly. Sometimes you may have two or three dimensions yeah. in one. Well, that, billet. Yeah. see, that was the and problem the when we were drawing the reins because we wanted right. to have. 
The reins yeah. were going to be the the cross section was going to be half an inch by five sixteenths. So you right. have to draw everything down to half inch, and then you have to change everything to five sixteenths. So you can't like you and then can't you work, go back. And, yeah, you got to go yeah. back. Or you know what Jesse says? Jesse says we need two of these going at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so one set for half an inch, and then the other press is set for five sixteenths. How luxurious is that? Can you imagine? <laughs> it is touchscreen. They need just like a favorite, so you could just like when you want one thing. You have it, and then when you want to go to the next, yeah. you just like touch they, the screen. They like, like you want like program that. one, program two. Maybe it is yeah. on there. I didn't get yeah. enough. Or you could just add that. a little block to one side of the die to 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 you know to subtract out that. Uh, so basically, like make kind of like a combo die almost, but like you have like a right. step, you have a step part, and oh, then yeah, that's yeah. the yeah, next that move sense. is to. That's, smart. that's yeah. the next move is the adjustable dies. Right. So you can so all of a sudden you can get that you know on, you know on the right side you got half an inch and then the left side you got five sixteenths and then all of a sudden now you're but you know what it made me realize and I don't know what you guys think um, it was so easy there was no mishits there was no squishing there was no anything and it made me realize that like most knife makers especially or blacksmiths and bladesmiths who learn on the internet. They they want it all too easy with the presses and the power hammers and the, the, the it was like it was like the maximum amount of luxuriousness without any like there was no peril with that with that new uh, there was no chance of screwing up I mean if it's computer set I mean you can't screw I'm it sure up. Sure, you bladesmiths will they find make it a way. too easy. Everybody's going to do it. There's no failure now. There's no like it's, it would be a great machine for production. I, like, I'm sure people real, still yeah. fail. Yeah, I'm sure people. Yeah. It's For not that good, guys. I'm going to be the one to say it. It's not that good. It's fine. <laughs> Why do you say that? It's a gimmick. It's fine. What are you talking about? It's stupid. <laughs> In terms of production, if you were doing production, uh, I don't that's think, the only I don't way think to go. the price tag warrants having it. What was the price tag? More than I would pay, whatever it was. Well, listen, <laughs> Coal <laughs> Ironworks, if you want to sponsor the Full Blast podcast, I'll sell some of them, yeah. motherfuckers. Give me one of them. The values in a 16-ton bench top or whatever it is, 12-top, you know, little smushing machine. Yeah, that little one, that tiny. Yeah, the 12-top. What's so good about that little thing? Because it it costs like $3,000 and we'll make a knife. Right. I'm still waiting for my John and Cliff. It'll make something that you're going to grind the crap out of anyway. Uh, I I think they all work with the right user. It's all it was all really cool, and the takeaway was it was a very impressive weekend. What was everybody's takeaway? Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was like amazing weekend. It was it was awesome seeing you guys. Yeah, yeah, that's my takeaway too. It was good to be among like community again. Felt it felt nourishing. Cliff, what was your takeaway? Yeah, same, same. It was it was awesome just to like see everybody and as much as I wanted to see all the other stuff get made, like I, I don't regret it. It was you know I I laughed like so much till it hurt, just like and and talked until I couldn't talk anymore. So you know it was <laughs> nice. It was nice to get to do that. You know, wish we could do it more often. It's unfortunate we had to skip it last year, but. Hopefully next year, like, COVID will be 
behind us, or at least, you know, not as, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Johnny Llama, Mm -hmm. what's your takeaway? It it was a a wonderful, peaceful experience. Let's do it again. Yeah, peace and love. Speaking of of, uh, wonderful, shout out to Will Shear for all that great food. Yeah, Yeah, the food was awesome. Oh, the ribs. 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 Made all sorts of nice ribs. Thanks to. I, I didn't th- get to try the chicken. I was late. I was late. No, oh, no. We I think that's what we were there. doing that interview, the TV interview thing. And I was like, oh, let's wrap this up. They're making ribs. He gave me he gave me the two really two drumsticks good. as in the early in the morning when I was like walking around looking for those guys because I had told them an hour later. Nice. Breakfast. Yeah, he gave me a couple breakfast drumsticks right as they came off, and they were great. And then I had <laughs> two oh. two servings of ribs later. That was good. that was good. Yeah. Drumsticks area. Shout out to Leah Arapot. She was there. <laughs> oh, she yeah. Was awesome meeting her. So yeah, she wouldn't she cool. wouldn't let me throw yeah, those Ben Snore cool. hammers in the garbage. She she held on to them <laughs> both hands, just tight grip. Wouldn't let it happen. She did, however, let me throw the Roy Scott axe into the garbage. <laughs> Got that on boomerang somewhere. Leah send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing her pitcher plant bottle opener in person was amazing. It was so cool. Yeah. To actually get to touch it and, and look at it in person. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't win that. Were people, do you think people were happy with the maker swap? You, well, <laughs> Not they, John. They Not John. <laughs> nobody picked up my hammer. <laughs> no? Did you get to take no, it home? It's, it's like in, it's somewhere in the, uh, in the uh, atmosphere. I don't know. They they uh, said uh, like they'd give it a, a day or two for someone to be like, hey, I never picked up my thing, and then they would. Then they said yeah, they would like try. John, what did you what did you get again? I I don't remember. <laughs> oh, that's not good. That's not Listen, good. It looked like it looked like it looked like a coconut the point, bra. The point, the right, point right. was to it, it was it was really like a macrame, macrame like, fruit hanger uh, thing. But I was bowl, happy to participate and donate something cool of my own work for someone to have for. for I'm free. sure someone got your hammer and threw no, it. In I'm, the I, I'm actually I'm sure it's one of the two originators of the uh, whole thing. Was like there, there was there was some uh, circling around that table what, what, towards the end when no one was picking it up. There, there was a little bit of. Uh, some shenanigans happening where they were gonna they were wheeling a deal and who was just gonna take it so that's fine that's Mm. fine they can have it you know who wasn't upset about to get i kind of wonder who got mine i i I also wasn't there for the the swap but what did you put in there i put one of those um center punches that i put like the decorative bead on I'll tell you who wasn't upset about what they got was Chad from Mancrafting. Chad from yeah, Mancrafting got Leah's. She put uh, in two, so someone oh, yeah. there's another one kicking hanger her bottle opener. He was, he was oh, excited. What? Yeah, I actually went up to him and said he didn't deserve he it. He doesn't. I was just gonna say. Chad, you don't I was just gonna say he doesn't deserve he doesn't it. He said, "Chad, Chad, let's be honest. This isn't for you. This isn't for you. You don't deserve like, this. Someone Chad, else deserves this. Come does on, he even man. drink beer?" Like, oh. I know I I give Chad Chad's a good dude. He he was no, I know. Uh, I'm just busting his chops. He's he just is. busting his chops. He deserves to have his bust chops busted. 
Yeah, he's going to powder coat it. Yeah, powder coat it. Yeah, Chad from Mancrafting got away with murder. That would be the price of admission for the whole fucking thing is to get that goddamn Leah Arapach sculpture. <clears throat> it's the only Jesus reason Christ. I uh, don't well, need a hammer. You know, I thought about doing something, and I just never got around to it, so I apologize well, for that. I'll yeah, have something to some coconuts. Macaroni, coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm going to put in some coconuts. I'm sorry if that was you, dear listener. I'm sorry if that was you. I thought they were they very were, nice. They were nice. Yeah, I gave them to Cliff's girlfriend. Excellent. They're going to be in Cliff's apartment. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, we're going to put them to good use. Shout out to Katie. <laughs> Katie was a total star for coming up, and she was delightful. So yeah, she Katie was, awesome was so much fun talking with her and, and shooting yeah. the shit. She's just, she's uh, God I bless did. her for tolerating the maker wife. I wish she wasn't yelling at you that, that, on uh, Sunday night, but you know, <laughs> would have been nice <laughs> to have one she night was. in bed. She, she, yeah. <laughs> you should have just followed follow up and you would have realized it was nothing. I'm, yeah, I'm going to walk in while you guys are getting, while you're getting yelled you at. You presumed. I presumed correctly. You presumed. It was, it was either her yelling or her gas that was going to keep me awake. Oh, no. <laughs> wasn't her with the gas. Oh, yeah. I thought we were going to escape this. Who was Still it, can. Jeff? <laughs> Because he, he, he said he was going to snore. I, I just anything. imagine he's a gassy fellow. Was was I? I wasn't farting, was I? <laughs> no. I think I snored for I snored for like a few minutes, but I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I, no one told me I was farting. <laughs> was I? A polite crowd. I wasn't even in there. I don't even. We're know. so polite. We'll we'll tell you the story another time, Jeff. Well, I mean, now you, now the listeners are going to think I was farting. <laughs> was I? Be honest. No, no you, you didn't fart. You didn't fart. You sure? That, you're that, just that covering for me? That I heard. I did not hear. All right. Fart. Well, fine. You know, that's the way it is. Yeah. And is there any last-minute stories or last last words of of whatever? Any last things? Not that I can think of. John? Come on, take us oh, home, John. Cliffy. Come on, Cliffy. <laughs> I got oh, nothing. Oh man, <laughs> John, come on, take us home. I, I got, I got nothing. I got, all right, these two I've, got nothing. I've, I've said it Guys, all. I've said too much. There you go. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. This is the this is the maker. We're definitely going to do the maker camp. Go follow the Catskill Mountain Maker Camp. I'm sure they're going to do some other things in the future. Um, it was a lot of fun. Thank shout out to Austin, did a great job. Shout out to uh Chris Cash and Priscilla and Luke. They did a lot of work and all the makers and all the makers we didn't mention, you know, we we were you were terrific and all the people a lot of listeners of this podcast came up to me and and some of them told me that I, I made them cry when I was interviewing Jimmy Duresta, which was I felt very good about. So thank you for that and thank you for all the <laughs> kind words. Go follow Jesse Savage, Black. Smith on Instagram. Go follow Carrie Savage on Instagram. Go follow Johnny Johnny Llama. That's the Sunset Forge NJ on Instagram and CJ Dufton on Instagram. You all know to follow the Full Blast podcast. And uh, thank you once again, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. See you, Jeff. The Full Blast podcast is proudly sponsored by Axe Wax an all-natural, food-safe wax for coating your handles.
It can be used on your axes, your knives, or even on your boots, with the full confidence that Axe Wax is safe and durable. Furthermore, if you use the promo code FULLBLAST10, you will get a special 10% discount on your order. So go to axewax.us and get yourself some of the most luxurious wax for waxing your axe. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.